0: Welcome you this morning, if you didn't know who I am. Pastor Rich Brown, uh, lead pastor here, at Grace Point Church. How many really enjoyed worship this morning? It's amazing. If you want to come out Friday night for a good Friday service, we're going to have a blast worshiping God and remembering that we're free, that we were once slave, now we're free. And we're going to do some baptisms. Again, I want to encourage you, if you have not signed for baptisms and you don't know what that is or you think you heard, Sign up, and then we'll get with you on Wednesday and explain exactly what Believer's Baptism is. But I want to ca- catch up with you guys. This is our second week. We're doing a two-week series called Reach. Last week, we did what called Reach Out. This week, we're going to do called Reach Back. Everyone say, Reach Back. In fact, do that. Reach Back. back. Do it again. Reach back. back. Okay, and everyone say, Each one. Reach, Each one. reach, one. reach one. Each one. Each one. Reach one. Reach okay, you have been certified to share the gospel. We're going home now. But I want to get ahead and now let's go into Luke chapter 22, verses 31 through 34. I always want to encourage you, if you haven't noticed the last three, two or three months, we've been in the Gospels. If you want to be a clear-cut disciple for Jesus, you want to get ahead and stay in the Gospels. I recommend that you read all the way through them at least three times a year. Because Jesus, every time you read, there's a new revelation. It says this, Simon, Simon, behold... Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when faith and when, when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. How many love Peter? Jesus said, I'll tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny me three times that you know me. Give you a backdrop here. This is our end of Jesus's days. A few hours from now, he's about to be crucified on the cross. He's giving final instructions to the guy. If you look at chapter 22, he's telling them that he's leaving. Then he's showing them exactly what the structure of the kingdom of God should look like. You're not going to be bosses. You should be servants. And they still weren't getting it. Still weren't getting it. Then he gets down to this part right before he's about to go pray. And he's able to show them and tell them ahead of time that you're gonna go through a tremendous trial. How many like to know if God would just tell you ahead of time? <laughs> would you accept the responsibility? No, oh, wow, I don't just got. <laughs> well, anyway, he's letting them know. And Peter, no, being Peter, little old Peter, he didn't seem to get it. There's three things I wanna pull out of this of the script, this passage. First thing, how do you handle pressure? Letting you know that there's prayer available. And after we're strengthened, we're called to pursue others and and strengthen them. The takeaway on this sermon today is, one who has been strengthened reaches back and strengthens others. One who has been strengthened reaches back and strengthens others. If you look at the scripture in the very beginning, it says, Simon, Simon, it means listen up. Behold, Satan has demanded to have you. That word "you" in the Greek means plural. All the disciples about to go through a horrendous shaking. Now, if you read through the, through the uh, Gospels, you'll see at the time that Jesus gets arrested, all the guys who said, "I'll go with you to death," took off. Just they couldn't. They just took off. John stayed around. Peter stayed at a distance. So it's plural. Then you get down in verse thirty-two. He says, but he gets down to singular with, with Peter. I have prayed for you that your faith, which means in the Greek, your faithfulness and your loyalty do not fail. This is Jesus' parting words to the disciple. Whenever you read the end of the Gospels, parting words are very important, especially when someone's about to get uh, lay their life down or die. Parting words are so important to listen up. And he was leaving a message about how our life will be here on earth with trials and pressure. I remember parting words were very important. Before, when my mother died. Went, was going to die, the night before, she woke me up out of my bed to get her a glass of water. And being a typical teenager, I had an attitude. And she sat there and preached a sermon to me. First of all, you're selfish. I mean, and really, brought me down to bring me back up. And she said, that's all I need from you, honey. I love you. And then I came home the next day. She wasn't there. But she gave me words, the parting words that were so important that I listened to today. Well, This is what Jesus was doing. Guys, I'm about to leave. And these guys were very nervous because you spend three years with the Lord and King, Savior. And I know this is their, their mindset. You're gonna go take over Jerusalem, and we're gonna be your assistants. They never saw him leaving, so their mindset was, "Oh my gosh, he's leaving," and they still didn't believe it. One thing, when you look at this, mind you, of Job. Remember, I said last week about our authority. Satan can't touch you unless God gives him permission. Now you in the book of Job, God's bragging about Job. See my servant Job? He's awesome, isn't he? He says, I see how awesome and let me take everything from him, and see if he still praises you. He said, Yeah, you can touch him, but don't, you can't, and you can touch everything around him, but not him. Did Job lose it? He had some wild times, 42 chapters of some wild times. But he discovered a few things. First, he found out his wife wasn't that faithful. Then he found out he had some bad friends. Then God restored him. He had to wind up praying for his friends. And all Job didn't need a sermon. All he needed was a hug. You know, when people who have go through trials, all they need is a hug, not a sermon. So when I'm talking about reaching back, this is a twofold thing here. Some of you are sitting in the midst of a trial. Some of you just came out of a trial. And be encouraged, if you're not in one, some of you are going into a trial. When you lose the word sifting, it's a test. To sift something is a vigorous shaking that goes on. And when they do that with the wheat, they do that to separate the wheat kernels from the debris, the dirt. They throw it up and the, the chaff, they call it chaff, will fly off. That's how they separate And what remains is pure. Now, when you talk about the very first one, it's called pressure. It's a lot of pressure being applied to you if you're being sifted. How many feel like you're being sifted these days? You won't raise your hand. You won't admit it. How many have friends that you knew and you know who are on fire for God, was doing great things, preaching the gospel, and you don't see them any longer? When you call them, they don't even come to church. What happened? A sifting took place in their lives. A sifting. Pressure. They caved under pressure. When Satan was asking for Peter, his goal was to damage his faith so much that he became useless to God. Because he knows without faith it's impossible to please God. His goal when you're going through a sifting is to damage your faith. Leave you discouraged, disappointed, and demoralized. That's the goal. And like chaff, you will fly away from Christ. There's a couple ways you can, you can go through trials. You can actually stay closer to God, or you can run off and blame God. One thing I know about discipleship. The fact is, before I knew Jesus, really knew him, I would go to God, give me, give me, give me. After I really got into the gospels and discovered what Jesus really wants to do in my life, and I looked at the prodigal son, he started with give me, give me, give me. As a disciple of Jesus, now my, py- my cry is, make me, make me, make me. See, when people in today's world go through a sifting or a trial from give me, give me, give me, you- it's easy to get offended of God and leave him because he didn't give you what you thought you should have had. But when you say make me, you discover, hey, this trial is making something out of me. Now, it is not comfortable whatsoever. so ever. But I need to stay in this and be molded into the image of Christ himself. Because peacetime, it doesn't happen. It's amazing. And the pressure that these guys were to go through was going to be their testing. Are you going to stick it out or is this going to be what you say in your words? But here's your action, guys. Now, here's the greatest thing. Their faith didn't fail. Peter's faith didn't fail. Their faith didn't fail. Their courage did. Their courage fell. They failed at something. All of us have made the tracks through the valley of failure. Do I have a witness this morning? And when Satan, the devil, comes after you, he attacks your strength. Will you believe you're invincible, and you discover you're not. Can I confess something? That's why I get hit a lot. Where I think I have it made, I think I got it down. And you know what? God's using that for the sifting to take my self confidence down, and, and 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 really impute a God reliance. Because when you get good at something, a skill at your job. You start taking ownership of it, don't you? And then something comes along and it draws you to God, and you discover, I am really weak in this. And every area of my life is weakness. And the only way I'm strong is through Christ Himself. And these trials and this sifting, you find out what you're made of, you find out what's really there. And I can see you guys are so much smiling because I love being in trials. You find out what's really there in your life, what's really there in your heart. And God, God allowed it. That's interesting. God allowed this. It's not, that's not a theology you teach much, that God allowed that. I learned in the very beginning of my walk with Christ, first few months, and some, I know some of you experienced this, everything just kept coming my way. I am blessed and highly favored and no problems. I call that God's pampering love. He was pampering me because I'm a new believer. You know how you change a baby's diaper? You pamper him. Then he became 16. You can't pamper him. Anymore. You better go get a job. <laughs> and then things started to take place. And one of my disciples told me, he said, you know, Rich, now God is perfecting you. He says he's a pampering love and there's a perfecting love. You got to know the difference, brother. And you got to know the things that the trials that you cause and the trials that God is bringing to form you, to make you into something. And pressure does expose weaknesses. It exposes them. These guys had to go through it. My Lord, and I spent three years with this guy, and I know when they left and ran away. When you when you run away like they did, they're already feeling this. I left them. I said I was going to stay with them. I left them. I'm not going back. I'm not going back to church because they're going to think I'm he's going to think I'm stupid or weak. They left them. I can imagine their mindset. We said all these things. We're going to go with you to death. And the first trial that hit him, we took off. Even though he told them all that. How the pain when you're going through something and you blow it. How many are hard on yourselves? We're our worst enemy, aren't we? We kill ourselves. And even before I came into church, I kept saying, I'm not going in there because the still is going to fall down on me. What? We so, so want to be so perfect for God. But he's so much into perfecting us. I want to help you. If you're going through something right now, just stay with him. You didn't blow it because we all live on the finished life of Christ, not the beginning life of Christ, the finished life. He already died for your uh, imperfection. He already died for your sins. He already died for your shortcomings. He already died for you to show how much he loves you. You turn back. And one thing I realize, when you're going through something, you get to this spot that just so just... In despair, maybe I'm just talking to myself this morning, and you feel you have nothing left, but then something inside of you says, get up, get up, get back up. And you have nothing, but you get up anyway. That's when I realized I read in the Bible, my second point. When I'm going through something, I realize day by day and hour by hour, Christ, my Lord and Savior, is praying for me. Even when I blow it, even when Peter denied him. Christ says, I prayed for you, which was a past tense. And that means I'm still praying for you through the whole trial, Peter. So the faith, that part when he says, when you turn, that's the word. When is a faith term. you come, not if you turn, you are going to come back. That means he already knows the end from the beginning. So in my trial, sometimes I can't even see that far. I can only see as far as my, my feet will take me. But he sees the whole thing. There's a scripture in Romans 8:34. Gets me so excited when you go through something, when you're going through something, trials. Romans 8:34. Who is to condemn? When you're going through a tough time, don't you condemn yourself a lot? Christ is the one who died. Everyone agree? The finished work of Jesus? How about this one? More than that, Isn't that cool? There's more than that. See, anyone else apart from Christ, if you're serving another God, they die. That's it. There is no more than that. They're dead. Now, you can go to your grave and throw flowers and do all these things. They're dead, though. They're dead. When we went to Hawaii, they'll go up to the volcano and pray to dead gods that they won't blow up. They're dead. Whatever whatever deity that you try to raise up, they're dead. Now, more than that, everybody says it gets good and good every day. See, more than that, who was raised, who was at the right hand of God, who indeed is what? I mean, you need to hear that this morning. <laughs> he's praying for, it. He, and here's, here's the thing, he's sitting on the right hand of honor. I mean, he's real close. You know my man Rich down there? praying for him. Put your name in there. Jesus is praying for you. He's praying for you. He's praying for you. He's praying for you. Right at this moment, I'm speaking. He is praying for you because he's alive. He's not dead. More than that, he was raised up. Whatever your trial is, don't think that you have blown it beyond God's love. He is praying for you. And when Jesus is praying for you, it's mighty mighty powerful. Here's the second thing. When we go through trials, we know that Jesus is praying for us. And we know those, how many know people who really need to have a walk with Jesus, who used to walk with Christ and kind of just backslid, just took a beating? How many know some? Just raise your hand. Well, here's your opportunity to pray for them. You can pray for them. I love James 5:16. It says in the New Living Translation, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and wonderful results. Results, excuse me. As it's working, that's the other NLV. I didn't give you the right NLT. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it's working. That's ESV. How many righteous people do I have here? Raise your hand. How many feel, don't feel righteous? Raise your hand. Why? We walk and live and how empowered by the finished work of Jesus. My heart may condemn me. My head may condemn me. But my God will never condemn me. Because if he would condemn me, we would not have Easter next year. We would go to Jerusalem and try to find us a high priest who will get up there once in a while and say, here, your sins have been wiped over, but not wiped away. So even in your worst day, if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you are righteous. And you are means... Here's the English version. You're in right standing with God. Satan doesn't want you to know that. That's why trials are so hard. Because he, he knows how you you live and walk. He knows your feelings. He knows your mind and your heart. He don't want you to blow it. You don't want to blow it. He says, watch me throw something at you. And doesn't he always throw the pass at you? What happened yesterday or two days ago? Here's a good trick. I learned something. Since he keeps glorifying the past which was covered by the blood of Christ, how many agree with me? Why don't we glorify his future? Go to the end of the book. I mean, I got to do this. I do have to do this. I'm sorry. I, you know, I got to be real with you. I got, oh, yeah, you, Lake of Fire. Oh, I'm with my Lord. <laughs> okay, now bother me. Then he leaves, but he'll come back at an opportune time. Some of you are going through a sifting. Some of you know people who are going through a sifting. When I talk about prayer, know that for you, Christ is praying for you. Know that for them, you can start praying for them because they don't know Christ. They're, they're so far away and so under. They think they've blown it. They think they're such a retrobate, they're done. And it's not the truth. It really isn't. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have died on the cross for us before you even were born. He already knew the sins you would commit. But we live our lives on the finished life of Christ. Last one is, when I know that and I'm secure in that, and it takes a while because I got to read my Bible to let it become secure in my heart that I am a righteous one in Christ and I am that he died for me on the cross. And this trial is not going to destroy me. It's just going to make me stronger. Because again, most of the trials I go through, guys, is a sifting to take care of all that garbage that's in me pride, and self-confidence. More, I tell you. I start, people get saved. Man, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the. And God said, what? <laughs> I'm under, I'm under. You know what I mean? It's really, because you got to remember, it's not you. And I got to remember that all the time. I just, got, I just talked to another pastor. We said, you know something, man? Communion should be the most important to, thing to us, Rich, because what we do, we care and love people so much. When they don't make it, we take responsibility for it. He says, man, we can't do that. When we take communion, you, you got to say, remember in and remembrance of me. I'm the one that's in control. They might have their courage might have failed, but it's not permanent. Stop. What are you trying to do, take ownership of this? You didn't do anything. I, you, I died on the cross, not you. Just being real with you. Most of the trials I go through, majority of them, It's because God wants to make something out of me. And I go from give me to make me whatever it is. Peter had to be made. The word pursue. You see the principles of pursue. Once I discover those things, that thing, I get to call other people who I feel are having a tough time. How many got a nice cell phone? How many got cell phones today? Now, this is the first time you can hear me brag about a cell phone. But, you know, there's a thing called text. You ever get the, do you ever get the inkling to text somebody who you think is having a hard time? And you say, I'm not going to do that. They're going to think I'm crazy. Do it. Jesus is talking to you. Do it. You don't have to stop at a pay phone anymore. I know you guys don't know what I'm talking about. It used to be a quarter. You put it in there, and the lady said, you got quarters up. Anyway, but <laughs> do it. You know they have fallen, but you don't judge them. You love them. Love covers a multitude of sins. In Galatians 6, 1, it says this, Brother, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual... Restore him in a spirit of gentleness. When the disciples did what they did, and Jesus died on the cross, and the only ones around there were the ladies. Ladies, thank you for being brave. You made the Bible. What? You got to read your Bible, guys. Anyway. The guys got so discouraged. Peter got so demoralized said in the other, But when Jesus, when he denied Jesus, Jesus turned around, and looked at him and said, he didn't say I told you so. But he looked at him. He said he went away bitterly. When they were at their worst part in John chapter 21, they said, well, this is over. Their faith has been rattled. I'm done with church. Done with this thing. There's no way I'm coming back. He doesn't even want us anymore and people don't even want me anymore. I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing. I think I'll go back to the, to the clubs. I think I'll go back to the job I had. They went back fishing. And they tried their best because they would do It's over, man. Even though he told me, I don't remember because I'm so under. I don't remember anything. Go back fishing. Jesus showed up. Say, what are you guys trying to? What you guys catching? I heard that before. I heard that in the very beginning when I met them. We didn't catch nothing then, and we're not catching anything now. I said, throw it on the other side. Peter said, "That's my Lord." I know what that means. They threw it over the side, caught all the fish. Now did Jesus come back and say, "You knuckleheads, how come y'all left me in the middle of my time?" The way we would think. God relates to us the way sometimes we relate to other people. You jerks. What's wrong with you? you want to find me another 12. No, he goes back. And the reason why I love this story, because that's the first time you see the word charcoal on it. And you can charcoal fire, not a grass gas grill, a charcoal fire. For you guys, I know this is a new generation. You don't know what charcoal is. <laughs> have to, they're going to have a discipleship class on that. And he came back like it never happened. And you can you see the awkwardness of it. He's sitting there. He made them some fish. And they're like, I wonder if he's going to ask us. Is he going to ask us? What is he going to say anything? <laughs> Peter's like, oh, man, I know he's going to just slam me. I know he's going to beat me up. I know he's going he's to tell me. all." And it never came. And the only thing that came from Christ, he denied him three times. He asked them three questions, which I would ask you who are going through sifting, who have the feeling that you want to quit. Do you love Jesus? Do you love him more than this? Do you love him more than people? Do you love Jesus? You're back. Your courage may be failing today, but your faith didn't fail. Courage is a temporary thing. It come and go, but your faith is forever. That's what you need to tell other people. The word "restore" means to and the Greek means to set back in order. Set it back. You wanna, we want to be a church that set people back on course on the road that we're on. But you, sometimes you have to reach back because you're so far ahead. Like, where are they? Oh, man, derailed over here. And they won't come to me because they feel like they're a failure, especially a pastor. They'll come to you. Dude, I blew it. All right, do you love Jesus? Yeah, come on. Put you back on the road. Now, what did you learn from that trial, man? <laughs> I thought I was everything in a bag of chips. I just found out I'm not. I want to give you an example about reaching back. It's a video I want to show you how we can do that practically today to those who no one we reach for. But we're a church, and as it reaches out, we reach back. Show them that video.
1: Twenty years, eleven months, flat. In prison. I had aggravated a lot of sentences. I wasn't going to never get out. I ran the gangs in prison. You know, and I heard a lot of men for some crazy reasons. I used to actually get Christians beat up, but they say they won't become Christ. That's how crazy and radical I was. But when they pick Kairos, they only pick the worst inmates on the unit because they want the roughest dudes on the unit for fools to get changed this ministry is actually going in here and showing this love and changing people like that. I'm going to tell you the truth. I went for their food. I ain't going to, get to say that, but God had set me up when I was sitting there. And, you know, I was listening to this dude talk. You know, when Paul was on the road to Damascus and Jesus, just Jesus' presence knocked him off the hearts. I know for a fact I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. I felt like Paul felt it. But from that day forward. God just been blessing my life. While I was in that prison, I got into this 3rd of theological seminary, and the Bible Institute. I got a bachelor's degree in biblical studies. I also went to college, and I got into LVT. I just thank God for God bless me. I got a licensed counselor. You know, I really thank God for what he changed me into, because I used to be a monster. I used to really be a monster. reason why I don't know if I ever killed a man because I never went back and asked the man who I shot what he did. But I shot a lot of people, I heard a lot of people's lives. But ministries like Kairos go inside the walls and show a man it's God's love. Man, if I can tell anybody anybody about Kairos, man, it's changed lives. I gotta get God back when he gave me me back my life. He gave me the years that the locust told me
0: he back to the key word he gave back we um, support Kairos through Booker Roy And they go into the prison and preach the gospel to those who need it to be reached back to. And what we do as a church, you might want to, you can go, he's gonna offer you you want to go. I've been, it's amazing. Watching grown men just give their life to Christ. And they spend a week in there from a Friday to a Sunday. But what we get to do practically as a church, we make cookies for them. We make sacks of cookies. The children back there draw pictures and everything, and then they go in with the cookies and the sacks, and they are just touched by it because no one can love like a Christian. No one can reach back like us without strings attached. That's one practical way this season of Easter, we can do that. You can go to the welcome desk and sign up and say, hey, I want to just make some cookies and lick those cookies. We pray over those cookies and when they take them into the prison and they offer them a cookie and they ask them the gospel and Jesus shows up in a miraculous way. This guy should have been written off to society but see Jesus, the finished work of Christ, I died for him. Yes. He died for your friends who are not here today who should be running with Christ again. That's why you need to reach back and grab them. and those who are going through something, not that bad but realize the three things, pressure will benefit you if you let it. Two, Jesus is continuously praying for you. And three, you want to feel better? Go pursue someone else with worse issues, and you'll feel a whole lot better. Guys, come forward. There's a second thing this season, what we've been trying to do. 83% of people come to church and someone will invite them. But no one invites them. We're gonna give you some cards to hand out. I'm gonna pray over those cards. You go to work every day. You go to the department store every day. People, you know, you'll say that that clerk needs to know. I wish they had some manners. Know what they need? They need Jesus to get manners. They got you. If you're in a customer service area, asking people because they know what's going on. Here's the problem. They think they have fallen so far away. They haven't even killed anybody. They're so far under. Seed is grabbing so far under that I am not good enough to come here to be perfect. All these perfect people come here so I don't fit. And they forgot there was a fallen people trying to serve a perfect king. But here's how I pray for your boldness. Because when you open your mouth to invite someone to talk to them or pray for them. No one turns down prayer, by the way. You better believe that someone's already been working. Christ has already been working. You might be the third or fourth person. Remember I told you last week, 19 times my brother-in-law said, you coming to church? 19 times I said, yeah, sure. I didn't go. It never stopped him from asking. When we give back, and you got something on your mind right now, so-and-so, used to be, some of, you, some of you are sitting here today. Some people disciples you and you're here today and they're not because they hit a, they hit a, a sifting in their lives. And we're all prone to it. So why we need one another. I want to encourage you. Think of that, like I said, like that one person. Or if you need two or three, go to Welcome to Get More Cards. That one person. They're not too far for Christ. And if, you are, if you've not just known Jesus for one month, you've got 30 days on them. The only way they're going to have a transformed life is through Jesus Christ himself. But your heart's got to know. Yeah, they, they might have blown it, but I, I praise God that my Lord and Savior didn't judge me for being stupid. I'm my worst judge. Because I like that things run smoothly in my life. And when they don't, Satan knows that, so he puts chaos in there on purpose (laughs) so I can learn how to flow. Everyone stand. Everyone have a card? Hold up your card and just bring one person that comes to mind. Right now, one person. Just say, Lord... Give me an inroads to, you know the name, you know the name. It might seem corny, but the only way I can give you steps on thinking, touching everyone else is to give you a product. Some of us can go up and invite 60 people, people to church without a card. Most of us understand. It's frightening, but someone did it for you and did it to you. That's why you're here. Those are in the back are broken and bad. Reach back. As you're reaching out, you reach back. Come on, man. You're better than this. Come on, sir, ma'am. Come on, let's go. It's over. It's a trial. It's temporary. Failure is temporary. But my Lord is supreme and he he is permanent. That one person, that one person who has it worse than you, come out your comfort zone. Let me pray over these cards. Father, I thank you right now.